welcome to 5% Radio, where it's all about learning like no one else today so you can live like no one else tomorrow. Please be sure to share and subscribe. Welcome to the 5% Radio Podcast. Today's episode number 28, and I want to talk about murdering your tomorrow. Stop letting your today's murder your tomorrow. Now, I talked a little bit on this vein of thinking back in episode 11, picking your hard, be careful with this. And and today I want to revisit that topic in a similar but still a little bit different way to make sure that we understand. So I'm going to revisit this to make sure that we really understand how we can ensure that our today does not murder our tomorrow. Now, what exactly do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that I am doing something today that is not only not setting me up for tomorrow, it's actually taking away from my tomorrow. So if you want to think about this as an analogy of, um, I don't know about you, but I, I preset my environments very often, which means that, you know, and this is something that James Clear talks about in his book, Atomic Habits, which I have referenced multiple times on the show. If I reference a book a bunch of different times, it probably means that it was really good that I've read it multiple times and that uh, it would probably be a book that I would recommend. Um, which is the case with Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you have not checked that out, go check it out. Phenomenal book. Uh, anyway, one of the things that he talks about is setting up your environment. So this can be cleaning it up and putting it back as it was or presetting it, meaning when I come into a situation, I am setting myself up in a way. Last time I left that room, I set it up so when I come back into that room, I can pick up right where I need to without having to go and get a bunch of different things and pull them from different spots. So I started this habit of setting up my tomorrow for the morning when I was still in high school, okay, so I would actually, I started meal prep back then and some other things, so I was doing something today that would directly not only benefit my tomorrow, but help my tomorrow be as effective as possible in many different ways, so I would start to meal prep. I would make sure that my eggs were cooked in the morning, and I would make sure that my oatmeal, not only that I had the packet or that I had it already made, I was doing packets back then, but I would make sure that the actual the plate that I was going to need to microwave my eggs, the bowl that I was going to need to make my oatmeal, the spoon that I would need for that oatmeal, the fork that I would need to eat my eggs, and the oatmeal packet itself was already sitting in the bowl ready for me to just walk downstairs, rip open, and put some water in and throw in the microwave. Now, I, So I was presetting my environment. I was doing something today to help myself tomorrow. And I would do that before I went to bed, uh, somewhere between five and seven days a week, depending on what I was eating during the weekend. And I remember doing this because it was my very first summer that I worked a full-time job. I was 16 years old, I think, when I was actually working 40 hours a week in the summer. And I was a health nut, and I wanted to make sure that I was not just going to stop and grab garbage at the gas station. I was making sure that my today was not murdering my tomorrow because my today could say, well, I'm going to stay up late. I'm going to get up as late as possible, and I'll just I'll figure something out. Starts me off on a bad foot right from the get-go. So how do we ensure that I pick the right hard? so to speak, when I talked about it in episode 11, how do I make sure that I set myself up today so that my today benefits my tomorrow instead of hurting my tomorrow? So many, many, many times people take the thought of, I'll do it someday. And there's a story of of a little boy and his parents kept saying, someday and someday we'll do this and someday we'll do that. Oh yeah, we'll do that someday and someday we'll get around to, and he's a little boy, he doesn't know what someday is. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to get out the calendar. I want to see when this day is coming because I've heard so much about it. And many of us have told ourselves or other people so much about this day someday. And this little boy gets out his calendar and he looks and he realizes that someday is not a day of the week. 
Some of you right now, you're like, oh man, let me check my, oh nope, he's right. Sunday is not a day of the week. I didn't say Sunday, like the day after Saturday before Monday, no, no, no. This is someday, as in S-O-M-E, day, someday. I'll get around to it eventually. And what we don't realize sometimes is that today is, quote unquote, one of these days. One of these days I'm going to get around to fill in the blank. One of these days I'm going to get around to blah, blah, blah. Today is one of these days. And today is actually yesterday's tomorrow. So when I said I'll do it tomorrow, well, tomorrow, if I say that, that means it's going to be the day immediately following. So I know that's like, Jesse, we understand what tomorrow is. But when I say, oh, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow, what is today? But yesterday's tomorrow. It's, it's, it's just, it's another way to put things off mentally. And you can just kind of check a box and say there, I've placated myself. I've, I've kind of pacified that, you know, I will get it done manana. Why Why do today, which you can put off until tomorrow? I mean, why would I waste good time today doing something that I should do when I could put it off till tomorrow? Well, it's the same thing as making a to-do list and then just sticking it in a stack of other to-do lists. Like, there I go. I made a list. I am productive. So sometimes we can get into a habit of murdering our tomorrows with the activities, the things, the choices we do and the choices we make today. So you want to get yourself in a position where you can actually begin to set up tomorrow with everything you do today. And I want you to think of it this way. And this is a something called a grandfather frame that Alex Hermosi talks about. But I've also heard uh, another author and leadership expert. Uh, he's also a business guy. His name is Chris Brady. And he talks about this concept in the sense that basically I am sending gifts. My younger self is sending gifts to my older self in the future. Meaning, think about, go back and think about, and some of you are not that old listening to this and you're like, ah, if I go back 10 years, like, you know, I was, I was like eight years old, man. Like, I mean, I really couldn't do that much. What am I going to do? Like start reading personal development books at eight years old. Well, you could have, but I mean, not a whole lot of people really do that. But what I'm saying is that there are situations where I can send myself gifts into the future by the things that I do today. So the 29 year old Jesse Price, me right now recording this July 5th, me right now, I can send the Jesse Price in 2033, July 5th, I can send him gifts based on the actions that I choose to do or not to do today, meaning I choose not to do the wrong things and I choose to do the right things. I'm actually giving myself a gift in my tomorrows by what I do today rather than stealing from tomorrow to enjoy today more. Because I want you to understand that when you put off something that you should be doing today. When you say, I'll take care of it later, someday, one of these days, I'll get around to it tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. When, when I'll get around, I'll do it later. When you later something, or I really should do this, but when you should, but something or later or tomorrow or someday or eventually, or I'll get around to it. Or, you know, when I feel like it, or when I get up the motive, when you do that to yourself, when I get up the motivation, we've all heard this. When I get up the motivation, I'll do it then. When you do that, you're actually stealing from tomorrow. I want you to picture walking into a nursing home and stealing from an 80-year-old man. You're, you're literally stealing from him. You walk up to him and look at, okay, let's say there was a chart in a nursing home and you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I can't believe you thought about that. But let's just say when I go into a nursing home, let's say I walk in and every single patient has a calendar and it has a number of days of how much life they have left to live. I want you to imagine... Every time you choose to be lazy, every time you choose to say, I'll do it tomorrow, I don't feel like it, I'm tired, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, my friends want to hang out today, and I know I've got these goals, these dreams, I want to be successful, I want to achieve this, this wonderful thing, but I'll do it later. I want you to imagine walking into a nursing home, 
picking any patient at random, walking into that older man or older lady's room, looking them in the eye, hey, how you doing? My name is, fill in the blank here, walking up to their calendar and without them being able to stop you, stealing days, 24-hour time blocks, stealing days off their calendar. So you know this man has 97 days to live, and you just walk in there, and you just take three of those days, and now he's down to 94. You've never met the guy. You've never talked to him. You don't know his family. You don't know what he still wants to accomplish. You don't know who's coming to visit him when. You don't know any of these things. All you know is that I walked into this man's room, this woman's room that I don't know, and I stole three days from him or her. Man, that's an extreme example. I understand that, but reel it back in. You are going to be an old man or an old woman someday, and there is going to be time, irretrievable time, that you can never get back, that you are essentially stealing from that older person by what you are choosing to do today. When I slack off today, I am hurting myself in the future. Well, Jesse, you just got to relax. You know, you got to learn to enjoy life. And man, you know, we just came off a holiday, you know, July 4th was yesterday and I'm kind of in the, the weekend, the holiday mode. I'm just going to take it easy. I'm just, I'm relaxing. You know, I got a vacation coming up and, and after this summer, I'm real, I'm really going to get into gear and pursue the goals. I'm going to, I'm going to chase the life that I've always, after this summer. And then, then we get to the summer and you're like, ah, after, Man, maybe, maybe after like, you know, after like Labor Day-ish, you know, then we'll do it. And then, okay, maybe after Thanksgiving, maybe after Christmas, and then you get into Christmas and then New Year's. And then you're like, once this spring is up, man, I'm telling you, and then you get spring is over. And then you're like, ah, my kids got stuff in the summer, maybe next year. And you next year and tomorrow and later and someday and one of these days and eventually your way through your life. And I want you to think about walking into that older person's room in the nursing home, stealing three days three days off of this older stranger's calendar, this man or woman that you will never really get to know. You're stealing 72 hours of his or her life with nothing being given in return. I'm just taking it and leaving. That is what you are doing to your older self. See, there's there's a saying, it says, make today your masterpiece. If this was the last day that you had on earth, if this was the last day that you had to live, would you want to live it in a way that you would look back and be ashamed of it? That if someone is sitting there reviewing your life, they took a videotape of your last day, you're just sitting there just totally just wasting your time. You're like, you know what? Would you be like, I'd like to watch as much TV as possible. Maybe one day is too micro. Take it out macro. They're like, okay, this is the last summer that you're ever going to get to live. I don't, I don't know. We don't know if you're going to get fall. We don't know if you're going to get winter. I don't know if you'll even get next spring, but for sure you'll never make it till next summer. This is the last one. Your days are numbered. There's a calendar. There's less than 250 days left. I don't know how far you'll get. If you'd like to do the math, you're more than welcome, but this summer is your very last one. And we just wanted to come today and let you know. Now, your priorities might change. Your goals might change. The dream you have might be like, you know what? It's more important to spend time with my family, but I can guarantee you this. You would not be sitting there watching reruns of Friends on TV. You wouldn't be sitting there just scrolling YouTube endlessly for hours. You wouldn't be like, I've got to keep up with every Snapchat with all of my friends. I've got to go on TikTok and I got to watch the latest videos and, and I've got to go look at my newsfeed on Facebook and I've got to go watch the reels on Instagram and, and I got to go make sure that I go to my buddy's party this Friday because, you know, he invited me and if he invited, man, I've, I've got to go if he invited me, even though we don't really talk that much, but he invited me, you know, I, I, I got to go. Like you, you probably wouldn't be doing that. You wouldn't be as concerned about impressing people. Man, I've got to go get that new lease. I got, I got to make sure that I look good before I die. Like 
your priorities would change. You would choose to do something today that would help you tomorrow. You would be careful how you talk to people that are your closest relationships. You would be careful how you spent your time. You probably wouldn't say, you know, I'm going to sleep in as much as I can because I'll need my sleep when I'm dead. I, You know, when we get to day 251 and I don't wake up, it's going to be super important to me that I'm as rested as possible for, for whatever's coming. Next. No, you would be so intentional about every single moment you had left because you knew that your days were numbered. Here's the truth. Here's the reality. Your days are numbered. We just don't know the numeric value. I don't know how many days I have left. I could go to bed tonight and something could happen and I could wake up tomorrow and drive, you know, I'd hop in my car early in the morning. Something could happen. I'm going to New York this weekend, Rochester, New York. Something could happen to me this weekend. As terrible and, and quote-unquote dark as that is, something could happen to me this weekend where I'm never gone. I don't know. Something could happen to my family while I was gone. Am, am I going to look back on my life and say, okay, I, I really wish, I, I wish my wife and I just would have watched a few more movies a week. I wish the time that I had with my son, I wished I would have scrolled my phone while he was wanting me to play with him just a little bit more. You know, when I get to that 80-some-year-old man in the nursing home, if you're a gal, that 80-some-year-old woman in the nursing home, are you going to be like, you know what, man, congratulations on all the time you spend on social media. Congratulations on all the junk food that you ate that put you here in that sole years of your life. Congratulations on the way that you just wasted your money every single time you wanted to buy something. Man, I'm, I'm so proud of you. See, the truth is that if we're going to be honest with ourselves, you would want to be able to look back on an excellent life, not just mediocre doing what everyone else does, blowing with the wind, floating downstream, enjoying your way through life and never doing anything that really mattered to you. Your goals, your dreams, the things you want to achieve, the things that people put in the quiet recesses of their heart and they lay awake at night thinking about, man, I wonder what it would be like. And they have dreams that they never share with other people. You would want to know that you at least tried because there's been surveys done and most people on their deathbed, they don't talk about the great memories. They don't talk about what they're grateful for. They talk about the regrets. There was a woman that lived with the dying, and Chris Brady, the author that I mentioned earlier, wrote a book called Rascal, and in the beginning of the book, he shares a story of this woman that worked with the dying, and she worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people over all these years, and largely, the thing they talked about the most was the things they regretted. Maybe the things they regret most not doing, the things they regretted actually doing, but either way, the things they were looking back on was, I regret fill in the blank. Live in such a way that you have no regrets. Don't let your todays steal from the older person in the nursing home. Don't let your today murder your tomorrow. Don't choose not to do something today that you're going to be forced to do tomorrow because you cannot walk two roads at once. And what I mean by that is I have the choice to voluntarily sacrifice for what I want most with my today or I have the option that is always open to non voluntarily sacrifice the thing I want most. Non-voluntarily meaning I am forced to. I do not have an option. I am forced to sacrifice what I want most tomorrow because I was unwilling to sacrifice anything to get it today. And see, years ago, people didn't struggle with this as much because we lived in an agrarian society. Meaning, I had to plant something and tend to that crop. I had to prepare the field. I had to make sure that I planted the seeds. I had to make sure that they were taken care of, that I weeded the area. I had to make sure that there was adequate water. I had to do all this stuff just to eat. So I had to think a little bit further down the road than today. It wasn't a microwave society. It wasn't, you know what, I'm hungry. Let's go grab a pizza. It's cheap. It's convenient. It's fast. It was a society where I had to plan ahead or my family and I were going to die. 
I had, I was forced to plan ahead in my life. And we also had years ago, we also had a society of warriors where it was the people in the military, the people that were doing the fighting, which back then there's stories in the Bible and there's stories all throughout different civilizations where people that really weren't warriors, and I'm not talking about like the draft where they got official training. I'm talking about there's stories in the Bible where they were told in so many words to paraphrase, basically beat your pruning hooks or beat beat the things that you're normally doing field work with, that you're tending to your crops, that you're taking care of trees, beat those things from a hook into a spear. Like make the trout, make the thing that you're working with in the field, make that a weapon. Like you need to be prepared. And nowadays we live in a society where even though back then it was either train, be prepared to fight at any given moment or die. Nowadays we live in a society where really, if, if I don't do it today, if I'm totally unprepared, the worst thing that happens is I like, I get a job, end up working at some terrible place that I hate and I have to move back in with my parents. Like for most of us, that is worst case scenario. The large portion of you listening to this, even if you live in a different country, the chance of you like becoming homeless, living in your car, or living under a bridge. As a side note, if you're living in your car and you still are paying a cell phone bill and you're listening to podcasts rather than trying to figure out how to like get out of that situation, you might have your priorities a little bit mixed up. But if this is something that's helping you and you are working towards your goals and you're in a bad situation right now, totally fine. You did something yesterday that messed up your today, but work today to help your tomorrow. But just make sure that you're not like, well, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep listening to information and I'll apply it later. Like make sure you're doing something today to move you forward. But those societies years ago, if I didn't plant and tend to my crops, I died. If I didn't take care of my animals that I was going to eat, or they were going to produce something that I was going to eat, We all died. If I don't fight, if I don't actually prepare and train and do stuff that absolutely sucks to get ready, I'm going to die. I'm not going to make it in battle. And here's a story to kind of tie all this together about letting your today's murder your tomorrow's. And this is a story of third time I've referenced him in this podcast. But Chris Brady, he tells a story of being in seventh grade and they were taking a math test. So he's in seventh grade, he's taking a math test, and he's goofing off with his little girlfriend. You know, I mean, like, you're 14 years old, you're in class, you can picture this, like, you're passing notes, you're exchanging gum, like, all this stuff, like, they're just, they're goofing off. And he's not focused because it's just a test, it's just today, it's just today, I'll get another one tomorrow, we've taken plenty of tests before, not a big deal. And he's taking this test and he's distracted, so he's really only giving this test, you know, about half effort, maybe, And it turns out that that day that he was choosing to goof off in class, just kind of mess around, have some fun, play with the gal that, you know, he was, he was kind of having a, uh, you know, they were, they were a thing. I mean, you're 14, really, how much can you do? You know, you see each other at school, that kind of thing you might call each other. But so he's playing with his little girlfriend back and forth, passing notes, chewing gum, you know, whatever. Not that you can't chew gum and take tests at the same time, but you know, they're passing gum back and forth, they're goofing off. And it turns out that that test was to determine all of the math courses they would either test out of or be forced to take in their 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade years in school. Now, he talks about this. He could have totally aced that test. Like, the test material itself was not hard. He had a firm grasp on it. He was good at math. He could have totally aced it. However, because he was distracted in his today, because he wasn't thinking about tomorrow, he was thinking about, what am I going to do today? He ended up having to take like trig, calc, like all of these just terrible. He said his senior year was filled with like nothing but math classes because he was trying to squeak into engineering school and he had to have all of these prerequisites done in high school and he had to pass with certain grades and all this stuff. 
He had to get all that done before he could get into engineering school, which was his tomorrow at the time before he became an entrepreneur. He had to do all of that. And if he had known back in seventh grade when he was 14 that today is such an important, pivotal, crucial, just big deal, a huge deal in his life, like for the next, you know, five grades, they're going to be determined by what you do on this test today, right now, as you're filling in these answers. It's that important. If he had known that, he would have taken that test totally differently. He would have acted completely. He would have focused a little bit more on his today. And guess what? He paid for it. And the overall point, and that's a true story, is that today is a big deal. It is crucial. It is imperative. It is a huge deal. It's a, it's a chunk of your life. It is a moment of your life. And you're like, well, I just, you know, I, I'll get around to it tomorrow. No, no, no. Stop. Stop with the someday. Stop with, get out the calendar. Look for someday. If it's not there, never say it again. Someday I'm going to get that out of your vocabulary. Later, tomorrow, one of these days, eventually I'll get around to it. Get that out of your calendar. Get that out of your vernacular, your language. Get it out of your brain and tell yourself, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to start now. I'm going to lay out a plan and I'm going to execute that plan. I'm going to plan my work and I'm going to work my plan. If you want to go somewhere other than where you're at, you're going to have to make a plan to get there because otherwise your today, your actions, your choices will murder your tomorrow. If you're not careful and every single day is filled with choices and every single day is followed by a tomorrow.